Taking care of a loved one who's suffering with memory loss can be tough. That's where Sanctuary Respite Ministry is stepping in to help, providing a social outlet for participants and a much-needed break for caregivers. Lee Hinton is with the organization, and she's Jules' guest today. There are some people that just walk into a room and you automatically know you're going to be friends. Lee Hinton, can we be friends? We can totally be friends. Okay, because there's not many people. Let me just explain to you what's going on in my desk. On my desk, I have one mug that says My Little Ponies. I have another mug that is a unicorn mug with the unicorn coming out of the head. Lee walks in and says, I have one just like that. Well, kind of. Kinda. You have a catacorn. Mine, mine is a kitty, and then this is this is something else that you didn't know. I also had a separate pink one uh-huh. that said "You're a special unicorn" on it, but I broke I'm that one recently. I'm sorry. And I hope my friend that gave it to me isn't listening. I'm sorry, Robin. <laughs> sorry, Robin. Okay, so this is my daughter Sally gave this to me. When you're a mom of little girls, you get unicorn coffee mugs yes. for Mother's Day. Yes. So, um, listen, if you you can use my very precious cor- um, mug while we talk, is that? Well, thank you very much. Okay, that that is yours, but I need to get it back. Okay, it, that it, is it, a. It, it lets me feel at home and comfortable in your space. So, thank you. you. You're welcome. And listen, though, be careful because, as you know, that unicorn, um, the 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 horn that comes out, of it can poke you in the eye. Right. That's it's, just it's a very disclaimer. Str- strategic process. <laughs> <It's> very- <laughs> Okay, so we've established Lee and I can be friends. And the other thing is this ministry that you started. What gave you the idea to do this? Um, well, I actually did not start it. Okay, um, but you helped get it going. Yeah, well, I helped get it She's going humble. for Forest Hills United Methodist Church in Macon, Georgia. Um, a sanctuary respite ministry um, that we have grown um, is modeled under um, the respite ministry at First United Methodist in Montgomery, Alabama. And um, it is just about loving people where they are and giving them a space to be who they are. And who um, are you all ministering to? Um, folks living with um, mem- a memory loss diagnosis. So Alzheimer's, dementia, um, it could be a traumatic brain injury, anything that leads to memory loss. And the family, right? Yes. The caregiver. And, and the caregiver. Um, we have some caregivers who even come and volunteer with us. And then we have others who, um, you know, trust us enough to, to meet us outside and leave their loved one and wow. go about their day. Um, just, um, you know, we're, we're there for both of them. And then when do they come? What's the times and what, what's involved? Okay, we are um, open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays from 10 until 2. And um, it's a social model of care, which um, we provide activities. So it is really as if you were coming over to my house and we were having a cup of coffee out of our unicorn, unicorn coffee cup. Mug. I mean, that's where I have it is that Sanctuary Respite Ministry is. That's where my kitty unicorn cup is right now. So um, we we greet we would greet you and your loved one when you came in. We would have coffee. Um, we would talk about, you know, if like we talked about the Super Bowl all morning. And um, we did trivia. And um, then we would transition into a physical activity. Oh, my gosh. We play cornhole. Like, <laughs> you're not ready. I can't believe I haven't told you this. Someone anonymously donated one of the basketball games like they have at the fair uh-huh, where there's yeah. a, and then it, it counts you down and then you have to compete on each side someone sent us one of those anonymously so we may be doing uh-huh. that we may be doing arts and crafts anonymously i love that yes. oh, it was so exciting and then
then um, we may have uh, we listen to all different types of music because we want to um, you know represent uh, what our friends oh and that's what we call everyone we're all friends so be it a volunteer or a participant or um, a community organization coming in to hang out we're all equal we're all friends everyone wears street clothes there um, there's just no distinction um, I, when and, the, Lee, and these are people who are struggling with memory is it for a moment they have a glimmer of who they used to be before the diagnosis? Yes, yes, yes. But also um, what uh, just is something that I pride myself on in leading is that while we will reminisce and, um, re- and celebrate those things, Sanctuary Respite Ministry creates a place where no matter where the person may be, in their um, in their life and their and their and their um, diagnosis, they can be exactly where they are. Um, you know, we're not trying to um, make. You know, it's not like I'm trying to speak with my mother and get her to um, remember a certain thing mm-hmm. or or this or that. We're just loving them right where they are. Um, you know that, and that that's how God loves us. Right. And so we're just making. I'm gonna start crying. We're just making a place where they can be where they are. And now with what you said was, does that give them a glimmer? While we may not be um, necessarily trying to um, to find that glimmer, we just want to give them their own space. But through that, through that um, socialization and that activity, be it cornhole or dancing or you know, uh, betting over the Super Bowl, which we didn't do. We actually, we we that's actually had tri- that's illegally. Yeah, we totally didn't do that, but we did. Um, we did have trivia over. We looked up what the original, um, what it cost to have a football commercial versus what it does now, and then we all guessed what it would be. And one of our friends, who was a retired accountant, he got it. He got every oh, single wow. one. Yeah, you know, and his wife, you know, she tears up when she comes in and you tell her that. But what I was going back to what we were saying about that glimmer, while we allow them to be right where they are, they have those glimmers when they go home. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, you know, friends who their wives say they they didn't smile, you know, and she's like, he smiles now. So it's just, you know, when you love when you love someone just right where they are you know you don't need i don't need you to be anything more i don't need you to be anything less just wherever you are right there i mean that's 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 where you heal you know there's not there's not a cure for this but you can heal and you can continue to thrive and we have um folks who are um told uh by their doctors that they shouldn't be doing and enjoying and moving and and talking as they are but they are and that's through love and socialization with other people and that's what um, respite ministries are doing um across the the state and um, that even with a diagnosis you can still have a full life uh, yes Yes, you can. You can. I mean, but this is a, this is a new movement. You know, this is a new movement um, that is, you know, just beginning. I think some of the, the respite ministries, I was at a conference this weekend. Some have been maybe 11 years, seven years. Um, and, oh, something unique in that is one of our um, respite wives. That's what I call them, the wives. I tell them they have their own, their own um, reality Club. show. Yes. <laughs> so one of my respite wives, she did an interview for me a while back, and she said, 
I just prayed and I said, the church has to do something. Mm. And this is like, Lee's over here living another life, doing another thing. And there's, you know, someone whose husband has, you know, late stages of Alzheimer's and she's praying the church needs to do something. And then, you know, a few years later, there, here you are. yeah. Well, well, life has to be precious no matter where you are in your life. Right. And and if we say that life is precious, life is a gift from God, no matter where you are. Right. No matter if you're, you're a baby or if you're at the end stages of your life. Right. And knowing that there is a value. So paint me the picture of somebody. Um, what what is life for them who is struggling with memory loss? What what is that like for the for the person and then for the family and the caregiver? Well, because um, I would imagine it'd be very isolating. Yes, it would be. It would be very isolating, and um, that is why I always concentrate when um, speaking about sanctuary respite ministry that we are creating a space for them to be exactly where they are. And um, dementia is the umbrella term, and so there's all there's many many different types of dementia. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. Lewy body dementia. Um, there's just all sorts of different types, but. Um, you, based on what type um, someone might receive the, the diagnosis for, um, you may be, we have some folks who are not verbal. Um, we have some folks, um, you and I mentioned earlier, like who are cognitively aware that they're living with Alzheimer's. You know, they could talk to you about it. And then we have others who are quite verbal who may not, may not know. Um, uh, in the in the cognitive sense and be able to communicate about it and um it, it's just it really depends on the person and a wide range it yes. sounds like so it sounds like to run this kind of ministry you have to have a team of volunteers yes we have um we we strive to have um one-to-one ratio wow right now we have um 10 friends so um, our goal would to be to have 10 volunteer friends each day. So um, that would be myself and, and uh, hopefully nine other people is our goal for each day. And as we grow, we would want to do that. Now, um, I like to keep it very um, uh, unassuming, I guess you would say. Um, in creating that equal space, I tell our volunteers, um, I was like, there's only one rule at respite, which well, this is funny. I'm like, don't get me in trouble. <laughs> and then we all start laughing. But the real rule is... Um, <laughs> don't get me in trouble. <laughs> the real rule is that um, I say from the time the first friend gets here, imagine that you're on a stage and the curtain has opened and God has said you're all equal. There's not, there's not, you know, uh, Anne doesn't have um, a diagnosis of dementia and you're not a volunteer who doesn't. We are all equal. And um, that's how um, how I um, just really pride myself that God gave me the opportunity to, to lead that way. Um, and then for the, the caregivers, um, the caregiver- having just a, a little bit of a time where you yes. can go do an errand. You yes. can go get a cup of coffee. Go get a cup of coffee. Decompress. You, uh, yes. Um, our respite wives, as I call them, they may go and run errands. They may, um, you know, not be feeling well and relax. Or they may shop or get their nails done. And I find it interesting. My um, respite husbands, they will come and do stuff for us. Like, they'll just pop in and start doing something, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting how the different, you know, um, the different dynamics, you know, of, I guess, the, the what you would think of the normal role of the husband. Like, I might look over and there's a respite husband, like, you know, putting something together in the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just a full circle 
ministry of God's love. Like you just look, it's and, just everywhere. And, and, and Lee, well, well, I was going to say, well, okay, um, well, well <laughs> I was going to say, Lee, I think this is probably a sector of society that's overlooked. Exactly. Because a lot of times when you start struggling with dementia, you kind of fade out of the church. You're not able to go on Sunday. And so you kind of exactly. get looked over. And that's another thing. Um, uh, two, two parts. Um, and it's pretty magical. I get chills um, just being there and about to talk about it. Um, our name, Sanctuary Respite Ministry, uh, was chosen because we actually have our own sanctuary. Um, Forest Hills United Methodist Church is, um, uh, is our parent um, who uh, graciously um, allows me to lead this ministry. But um, uh, there was a church in the Macon community that celebrated its 100th year, and then they disbanded. And this is way before Lee time. You know, I'm I'm working at a skilled nursing center. She's not a hundred years old. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. But but at this time, I, I, I'm somewhere else. I'm working at a skilled nursing center as the activity director. So in Macon, um, the church disbands, and Forest Hills um, already had the um, the 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 goal, the, the 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 prayer to create a respite ministry, and they asked um, the district, could we use instead of you know trying to sell sell the property or what have you, could we use it for our outreach ministries. So when friends come to this ministry, we're inside of it. We're sanctuary with the pews out. We are every church that was, and I was raised in a, a one red light town. So we're, we're the, the church on, on, in, in the corner in the Bible Belt and, and with no pews and they come in, stained glass windows, everything. And we um, love them and, well, and it's do neat. activities. And we have a friend, I'm sorry to interrupt. This is no. so exciting. I might forget. Okay. We have, we, we have one volunteer <laughs> whose daughter got married there and we have oh, cool. one participant friend that was his church home. Oh, that's so, cool. So he gets to come back there. Uh huh. I mean, how cool is that? That is so cool. That is so, and, and Lee, what also is neat is um, how God was preparing um, this ministry before the ministry was birthed, you had people praying yes. and, and God laying this on their heart that this needs to be the direction of the church. And then you have the the church building coming into existence before you even knew anything yes, about this, yes, yes. the provisions. Yes. But I'm sure there's still challenges like any ministry. So what are some of the challenges that you all face? Um, some of the challenges that we face, I think that our biggest thing right now is keeping up with our growth. Um, we opened um, September the fifteenth, and um, of last this past of September this, of this wow. past September, and we had uh, we started with three friends, and we we have ten. So and uh, and which and, like let's let's rewind a little bit because you said for every guest you want to volunteer, you want it to be a one on one ratio. So that's a lot of people right. you got to. Right. And I mean, and uh, not that it's necessarily a a problem. It's just, this is happening. Um, It was probably like I went in and I was, when we opened in September and I I knew that I was called and that I was doing and I was where it was, there was no doubt that I was where God placed me. Um, But you know, everyone was, was nervous. Our, um, our, our senior pastor at Forest Hills United Methodist Church, Baxter, he said, you know, Lee, we don't have a checks and balance of what we're doing here. So, um, you know, we're just going to do it. And, and after the first year, then we'll look back and we'll say, you know, you know, where we need to grow and this and that. So in that, the first couple of months, September, October, November, you know, it's kind of you're just you're flying by the seat of your pants. And then by December, it was I just got this feeling and I was like, this is happening. Like this doesn't it doesn't matter if 
Lee's here or who's here. God is doing this. I mean, we went, we started with three and we went to 10 from mid-September. We opened September 17th. During the holidays. During the holidays. And then we had 10 people by the end of January. Um, And this is all word of mouth marketing. We did one feature um, with WMAZ the end of December. Well, you know, a lot of times when God calls us to serve, what I find is that it, it's really about our relationship with the Lord. And yes. um, he, he allows us to serve, but we're growing and we're learning more and more. So what would you say that Lee Hinton has learned along this process of Sanctuary Respite Ministry? I have learned um, that I am capable and that I am worthy. Um, I have always, um, when I was, uh, I was at a skilled nursing center as the activity director before I came to Sanctuary Respite Ministry. And when I transitioned, I remembered being, um, a little fearful because I knew that I could, um, work with our people and our friends, but that this was going to call a lot more of me because I had two components. I had our, our friend, our participant friends and our volunteer friends. And um, I um, didn't like to ask people to do things for me, and um, to because I thought that it meant that um, that that I wasn't doing something that I was supposed to do, mm. and um, weak maybe. Yes, yes, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. And so um, one of our um, one of our pastors, Tammy Humphrey, she's actually leading respite today while I'm not there. It was probably December. And I was doing something, and she was in the back of um, our sanctuary. And she, all I could hear her say was, every time I said something, she would say, delegate, 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 delegate. <laughs> and I just remember in that moment, I thought, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's okay. It's, it's okay that, you know, that we can't do everything. You know, it's, that's okay. You know, and uh, that um, when you're doing what God is supposed is has called you to do um it's okay to ask for help you know? and so god's having to stretch you right and trust right. him that your identity is not in this ministry it's right. in him exactly and so that was that was new for me i knew how to love my people um uh, our friends living with memory loss i knew that that was my comfy space they are my comfy space i feel more comfortable than them than i do socializing otherwise i mean that was even before sanctuary respite ministry um, it's just that is uh, one of my gifts that, that God has given me is that um, I'm called to work with them. Um, but I thought that I had to do everything myself. I thought that I had to carry the weight of all that needed to be done. Um, but with, I guess Tammy saying, delegate, delegate, delegate. And so now I realize that, you know, it's okay and that um, it's, it's uh, growing and it's going to be exactly what God wants it to be. And that's going to take take a village. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think Lee, so many of us can relate to that of I, then I must do it right. because everyone's looking to me right. and I must have all the answers, but that's not what God is calling us to do. Right. He's just calling us to trust him and to follow. Exactly. Exactly. Back with more about Sanctuary Respite Ministry in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Jewel Show podcast. 
On the latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast, we continue our Zoom conversation with comedian, pastor, and author Steve Geyer. He talked about the early days of his comedy career and how people often put on masks to cover shame in their lives. And speaking of masks, we asked him if the pandemic has given him any stand-up material. If I didn't have to go out in public and see other people, I would bathe maybe once a month. (laughs) Check out the Finding Joy podcast under the on-air tab at thejoyfm.com and anywhere you subscribe to find podcasts. Well, um, talk to me about the volunteers. I I know it it is a huge undertaking that you are doing, um, and that's why you need to delegate. Yes, (laughs) yes. But um, but where are ways that people can be involved and and volunteer? Um, Our our base need, um, because we are um, volunteer-driven and ran, would be um, to have volunteers with a ratio of one-to-one for our participants. So that would put us right now at having 10 volunteers a day. And um, we are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. Volunteer hours would be 9.30 until 2.30. All are welcome. Um, You would just um, uh, contact Forest Hills or um, myself. I believe we'll give the contact information. Yeah, I'll have it in the show info. Okay, and um, or... If you um, can't do the um, commit to a day of the week um, or, you know, or you could come once a month on a, you mm-hmm. know, the third Tuesday or, you know, however you wanted to do it. I'm super flexible in that sense. You could, uh, we like to have special events. So we might have, uh, we have one lady, Miss um, Mary, who has been um, blind since she was two years old and she comes in once a month and plays the piano for us. It's wow. incredible. So if you have a special talent that you can share with us, or if you have a special activity, like, you know, I know people do, this is not my creative area, but if you do like uh, do-it-yourself type projects at home and stuff like that, if you'd like to come in and lead one for us, and uh, we could do it together as a group. Anything that we can learn um, or um, that can educate us or something that we can enjoy. Oh, and also like um, we want to get into doing um, community outreach type things as well, like where we can do something with our friends with the memory loss so that they can give back to the community. So if you are another community outreach program that might need help with stuffing bags or you know whatever your need may be, we would like to help you to the best that we can. So you could do... Um, personal activities you could come in uh, once a month or um, the base need would be to have volunteers Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday from 9 30 until 2 30. Mm. Well and uh, you know with this this needs just kind of keep growing and I think I appreciate you coming in and opening I think a lot of our eyes that like we have a huge population that's aging right and right. this this need is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and if um, we say life matters to God that means whatever life you know whatever that might look like it matters and so if someone wants to start a ministry like this in the area i'm sure you have uh, a good bit of a list of things to do and then not to do yes um uh, if you wanted to start a ministry like this in your area you can go to respiteforall.org um, that would direct you to um, uh, some of the parent respites, which we're modeled under. Um, we just I just returned from a conference in from in Montgomery, Alabama, with First United Methodist of Montgomery, where Daphne runs a program there, and she's kind of our fearless leader. So um, you can go to respiteforall.org if you were um, considering opening your own program. Um, as for tidbits from me. Um, um, we run our program um, as a home. Um, we love them. We welcome them. 
We give them equal space to be exactly where they are. Um, any activities outside of physical activities, I try to make it where we're talking about things that they enjoyed throughout their life. Um, all personalized care in that sense. You know, the social the social model, yes, but we're not just you know playing playing a game we might be talking about you know things that they enjoyed in their past and like um, all of us if you observe someone for long enough you can realize that they have certain needs and that remains the same so we may have some friends who uh, are they need love we all need love but that is what they want to do like we have a retired school teacher and she um, likes to love on me like I saw very early on, that was her need. Mm-hmm. She needed someone to love on, and she's not verbal. And so as I allowed her to warm up to me because she didn't want to leave her husband initially, she runs in the door mm. to me now. And, um, you know, she tells me what to do sometimes. I'll tell her Just what like to do Just like a good school back, teacher. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. And, you know, and, I, and <laughs> she might say something to me, and, you know, I, I might give her a smart comment back, and she'll look like she's mad at me, and then she'll bust out laughing. And this is someone who was nonverbal when she came in. And she tells us she loves us. Um, uh, you're so pretty. You know, completely different than when she started in um you know october um and then we have other folks who um a lot of our gentlemen who just want to do physical activity and move and move their body be who we, they are right be who they are they they might have always been you know uh one gentleman was always a tennis player we play volleyball every day we, we, we now we do it a little bit different we have noodles and balloons and it is the most fun thing ever but they will play until they're so winded that they can't I mean they can't breathe like it's like you were just playing tennis I mean you're and um the some of our wives the respite wives they'll say well you know you did it again today and everybody's happy you know when has there been time for that right or a place for that they can have fun right I mean and I came from a great home where I worked um at at a skilled nursing center but you're just not able to to do that this and how important it care. is yeah and how important important it, important it is you're able to do that in a respite ministry because we're a social model of care um, we just ask that they're able to do uh, a few things um, you know you have to be able to socialize um, uh, be ambulatory and enjoy your meals and um, take care of a few other things on your own but other than that we you know we just love people right where they are and so if you can come in that door if you can walk in that door and you can socialize with us you're welcome mm-hmm. and um, we and you and you're just and you're just being the hands and feet of Jesus because I'm just when you I'm watching you be excited and um, have moments of, of so much love for these people that you tear up because of who God is and who exactly who God is to you and who and how he's pursued you. Yes, yes. And therefore you can go out to say these this is a sector of people that have been marginalized who maybe um we haven't put our value to, but they're valuable to me because God God says I'm valuable. Exactly. And um I mean even just this morning when I woke up, I um I didn't sleep well last night, haven't been gone for a conference. And um so I was just kind of, you know, you know how you are when you don't sleep well. And I woke up and I hit my knees by the bed and I said, okay, if I'm supposed to do this, let's go. 
You know, I mean, and that's constantly my prayer. I know that I'm called to do this. Um, is it um, is it scary sometimes? Yes. Do I know, you know, um, if I'm going to be able to carry carry it? Um, well, no, I'm not supposed to carry it. That's what I talked about, you know, earlier. I'm supposed to allow him to carry it and do what he's called me to do. That's right. And delegate, delegate, delegate. Delegate, delegate. Um, That's a good word. Yeah. Hey, and Lee, before I let you out of here, would you maybe spend some time and we end on you speaking um, to maybe that person who's gotten the diagnosis of um, whatever the, the dementia might be or for the caregiver that there is hope and that's not the end of their story. This is not the end of your story. Um, this is not the end of your loved one's story. Um, through Sanctuary Respite Ministry um, in Macon, and there are others um, in, in Alabama and I believe Mississippi and Georgia, um, but in Sanctuary Respite Ministry in Macon, Georgia, you can come and your loved one can be um, in, a space where, in a space where they're allowed to be exactly where they are loved exactly how they are and um, through um, our volunteer friends we will um, enjoy them we will celebrate them and we will praise god with them um, each day uh, once a month we have on the third thursday of each month at 1 30 we have a tra- chapel service um, where you as the caregiver would be invited back to um, worship with your loved one and each month we have a different um, pastor from different communities and um, different um, reli- uh, different denominations to come and worship with us because we want to um, make sure that it's clear that this is for all of the community. This is for anyone living with a memory loss diagnosis. We are we are here to love them through God's grace and that, that, that that's, that's, that's it. And um, you may need a, a break and that's okay. Um, it's also okay to not be okay, and it's okay to feel guilty um, for the decisions that you have to make. So, sorry, I'm always a crier. No. All of that is okay, and uh, we're here for you. So, every time I say I'm not going to cry, and I always cry. I this is always a safe, cry. This is a crying safe space. <laughs> so, you know... Because you know the road that they're about to go down, um, right? With a diagnosis like that, it's 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 gonna be some dark roads, and so don't go it alone, right? And um, you know, we're gonna love you, and we're gonna love them, and you will um, you will be amazed. And for those of you who may be um, considering volunteering, it will be the fastest four hours of your month. I mean, every every single time a volunteer volunteers they will say i can't believe it goes by so fast you get there and it's it's over so it's just it's an incredible experience and um if you need to um if you need to be loved come see us because that's 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 what we're doing is loving people so obviously, Lee Hinton and I were talking before Corona, and a lot of things have changed. So I wanted to do kind of a check-in with Lee and kind of see how the ministry is being impacted, and more importantly, the family. So Lee, thanks for jumping on the phone with me to do this. So Lee, let's jump in. How are the families being impacted with uh, coronavirus? Um, I think, Jules, that Um, relatively early in the quarantine, it became obvious to the family members that the the abrupt um, 
discontinuing of the socialization that Sanctuary Respite Ministry provides was um, equally, if not more draining um, or or, um, detrimental to the friends than the actual coronavirus. I would imagine if um, it had been God's will for us to stay open, we probably would have had um, half at least half of our folks with us because it was just apparent to um, to us here at Forest Hills United Methodist Church and then very quickly to their caregivers as well. And um, it's just been, it's been an emotional time, but it um, has been a time for growth. Have you seen a emotional and mental, I would ha- I hate to say it, but kind of some steps back because of not having that routine and um, stimulation mentally? Right. And that would kind of go, you know, that's who we are as human beings. We are social creatures, whether we want to be or not. We are created to um, thrive in a community, cultured, cultured environment. So, yes, there was a definite decline with our friends. I had within the first uh, couple weeks a um, caregiver call me and she said, you've got to come see mom. Mm. I, I don't, I'm not worried about Corona. She said she is angry with me um, each day because she thinks I'm keeping her from sanctuary respite ministry and she's refusing to take her medication. There's not enough education and advocacy about a social model of care um, for people living with dementia, as well as for all of us as um, a community. Sure, sure. All right. So have you changed as a ministry to kind of tackle these new problems? Yes. um, We did home visits and um, checking in, doing um, updates through selfies and things of that nature. I've talked to um, some of our friends on the phone who are unable to communicate, um, but they know that I'm there. And um, it's just been a time to um, connect um, even more on a personal level. I'm a very I'm a people person. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, are. I, I connect to people. I actually want to know how you're doing today and things of that nature. So while it was very saddening to me to be abruptly taken from our friends, it's given me the opportunity to um, develop the kind of relationships that are, are a norm for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't only imagine. In fact, we had scheduled uh, you to air right around the whole coronavirus yeah. thing. Oh, and it was like that weekend. It was, it was. And so we made the decision that it just wasn't, you know, the time and to hold off on it. And thank you for being flexible. Oh, and, uh, and then thank you for letting me just touch base with you and just yes. ask how it's going for y'all. And um, before I let you leave though, Lee, have your needs, is there anything pressing that you need right now that if somebody listening, no matter where in the state of Georgia can plug in and help? What we would need um, is always prayer, volunteer, um, volunteers. Um, if you have a loved one living with a memory loss diagnosis that could use some extra friendship and socialization, um, you know, send us a referral. You know, the name and the number. I'll reach out and contact the caregivers. And um, something that um, I don't necessarily focus on a lot normally because I'm a relationship person, like I said, but, you know, we've had no, um, no income during this time for Sanctuary Respite Ministry. So now if folks have the opportunity to give or it's pressing on their heart to give, Sanctuary Respite Ministry would be a great, um, a great avenue for that. And you could send that here to Forest Hills United Methodist Church, 1217. Forest Hill Road, Macon, Georgia, 31210. Okay. Well, Lee, hey, thank you so much. And I'm, 
I'm wondering if um, being in quarantine with loved ones, you might have noticed more than what you were previously noticing. You know, now that life had slowed down, maybe you're realizing, wow, like mom or dad or, you know, one of your loved ones needs help. There's something. So reach out to Lee. She is a wealth of information. If you have um, experienced anything like that or if you're feeling overwhelmed as a caregiver and need yes. um, just a, a, an afternoon or morning off um, where you can have um, some time and then your loved yes. one can be mentally yes. and emotionally and yes. spiritually fed. Absolutely. Um, and never feel guilty um, for whatever emotions you feel um, as a caregiver. Yeah. I know it's inevitable for uh, caregivers to feel that way, but it's okay to feel those things. Mm-hmm. And um, a tip for your loved one would be to validate, validate, validate. Just, you know, pump them up and validate their experience where they are living right now cognitively. Hey, thanks so much, Lee, and thank you for what you are doing. Oh, thank um, you. Is having, a, I'm, I know, I'm sure, an, an eternal impact um, on so many people. So thank yes. you for letting us check in with you, and um, we will you. be praying for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Jewel Show podcast with today's guest, Lee Hinton, with Sanctuary Respite Ministry. Now, to learn more about this ministry, visit their website at foresthillsmacon.com slash welcome slash sanctuary dash respite. Again, that's foresthillsmacon.com slash welcome slash sanctuary dash respite. Remember, all Jill Show podcasts can be found at thejoyfm.com and everywhere fine podcasts are found.